Radioactive plugs you into the community weeknights at 6. I'm Laura Jones, and your support means Radioactive can keep passing the mic to people and nonprofits making a difference, like the ACLU of Utah. We are participating in the Women's March because as an organization, we have a lengthy history of defending reproductive freedoms throughout the United States. Radiothon starts October 29th. Help us to keep plugging you into the community by making your donation online at krcl.org. La Llorona by Angela Aguilar on KRCL 90.9 FM. That song starting off our special Dia de los Muertos program tonight here on Radioactive. And ahead of that, a Radiothon Eve afternoon drive from eBay Hamilton. Tomorrow, he's got a spooky soul party planned for the first day of Radiothon with Eric P. Nelson, so do check in for that. I'm Laura Jones, and this is Radioactive. We're a show that plugs you into the community of grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives in our state. The song we started with, La Llorona, it's from a playlist put together for us by Cirilo Franco of Americans Coming Together for Immigrants in Ogden and Nationwide. He's also part of Onstage Ogden and OFOM, some of the groups that are working together to plan Dia de los Muertos events in Ogden this year. So stick around. We're going to hear more from Cirillo's playlist this hour as we explore Dia de los Muertos with him. Also, Arlene Anderson, who represents District 1 with the Ogden School District, and Fanny Guadalupe Blauer of Ares de Mexico and Utah. So much going on in Salt Lake City and Ogden including a concert for which you need no ticket with Las Cafeteras. If you missed him at the Arts Festival, here's your chance to make that up. Stay tuned for details as we get ready to pass the mic on Dia de los Muertos next. Are you interested in a career using your bilingual and bicultural skills? The Utah Department of Health offers no-cost, bridging-the-gap medical interpreter training. Registration deadline is November 5th. Details at choosehealth.utah.gov. This is Radioactive, and I'm Laura Jones. Tonight on the show, we spend the hour talking about Dia de los Muertos with a great panel. And in fact, let's pass that microphone and have them introduce themselves. Hi, thank you, Laura. Um, my name is Arlene Anderson, and first and foremost, I am a proud Latina. I come from a family of immigrants from Michoacan, Mexico. And uh, just, I'm just so excited about Dia de los Muertos. I'm part of the uh, committee, the core committee that helped develop uh, these events throughout the week. And important, what's more important for me is that uh, we have our Ogden School District students that are participating. I am the first Latina in over 15 years that is now sitting on the school board. And I felt it was extremely important to um, be inclusive, share our culture, our traditions, our, our food, our love of uh, being a Hispanic Latino in our Ogden City community. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Cirilo Franco. I'm originally from Texas, but I've been living in Utah for um, 16, 17 years. Um, I, by trade, I'm in the technology area, but I am a member of ACTION, Americans Coming Together for Immigrants in Ogden and Nationwide. Um, and I'm also uh, a board member of Onstage Ogden and OFOM. Um, OFOM has been our primary supporter for the Dia de los Muertos at the Monarch event that we're having next week. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that on your show. 
Thank you. Yes, my name is Fanny Guadalupe Blauer. I am Mexican. I am a US citizen as well. And I have been in the United States for 25 years. Dia de los Muertos is one of my favorite holidays because it brings together every single person that inhabits this planet, including our dear spirits. <laughs> and um, I'm very excited to share about what we're doing this Dia de los Muertos here in Salt Lake. Fanny with Autos de Mexico in Utah, will you help us understand just the baseline of what Dia de los Muertos is and what it means in Hispanic, Latino, Latina culture? Wow, that can be a lot of answers. I know, we could go on for hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that Dia de los Muertos is one of the most deeply rooted and popular traditions in Mexico. It is celebrated in many different ways throughout Mexico, but it is a celebration that mostly occurs in Central and South Mexico. And it is to honor the lives of those family members or our dear loved ones who have a departure to a different life. Um, it is a joyful celebration that includes music and color, but it, it's also a moment of remembrance it's a moment of honor. Uh, it's a celebration to grieve with happiness. And it's also a moment to reconcile our thoughts about what death is. Um, it's very representative of our identity. There is, it's full of symbolisms that recognize our daily life, our environment, and most important, our worldview. Uh, it carries a tremendous cultural legacy of our pre-Columbian values, our indigenous values. That is, it is also a religious syncretism that makes us who we are as either those who identify as mestizo or indigenous or with European influence, etc. So it's, it's such a rich, complex celebration. Do you have a favorite memory or family tradition around Dia de los Muertos? Yes, I have here my fireplace next to me. And every um, November 2nd, um, I like to set my ofrenda, my offering. I put the pictures of my all my siblings, including my Mexican heroes. And there you can find Emiliano Zapata and Pancho Villa and my favorite a Mexican actor from the 50s, Tintan. <laughs> I put all those pictures there and I just like to sit have my mezcal, and sing songs. <laughs> Sarila Franco, how about you? Do you have a favorite tradition or something that you always make sure you have for Dia de los Muertos? Yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, the same with me. We we usually put up a ofrenda. Um, and lately they've been bigger than the normal because it's also a, a proud moment to celebrate our culture but also share that culture with the rest of Utah and the rest of the community. So um, we've set up ofrendas. Um, my spouse makes life-size um, uh, Katrinas, um, which we have a spectacular one that we're going to showcase this um, th next week. What um, is a Katrina for the folks that don't know? Um, so it's a it's a the figurine of um, of this of a skeleton typically. Um, but um, in, in, in our case for this year, um, we're calling her um, uh, Esperanza, which means hope, um, because our ofrenda 
um, our altar is going to be dedicated to victims of COVID. Um, so, you know, with the vaccine, um, there's a lot of hope that um, we can put this um, terrible uh, pandemic behind us. Um, but um, it's just another way that um, it, of celebrating Dia de los Muertos. Arlene Anderson, how about you? For me, it has so much meaning, um, especially with my parents that died um, many, you know, a few years ago. Um, being bicultural, uh, being uh, bilingual, it, it was a struggle and embracing the traditions. But now that my parents are are both gone, um, Dia de los Muertos means so much more to me. Um, I celebrate by just always having a candle next to their pictures. Um, and everything that I do, I do because of them. Um, they continue to live on within me. And um, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. Um, it just... It's just a powerful thing for me because I know that what I'm doing is because of all the sacrifices they made from coming to the United States and making a better life for themselves and for me. And so everything I do is for them. Arlene, I'd like to stick with you for a minute. And I'm so sorry it's it's bringing up sad thoughts. But are they also um, happy thoughts about what you have and what your your loved ones brought to your life and still do? Absolutely. Um, it is also celebration because, again, through them, I am able to do so many amazing things. Um, like I said, being on the school board and, and paying it forward and working with our Latinos in action groups and and sharing that culture and traditions with them and, and knowing um, that this little brown girl was one of you at one time and that... Um, you know, there's so many possibilities. Um, we we just need to give opportunities and show their their talents, their skills. And so through the work that we're doing with the Other Los Muertos event, um, gosh, we've got some amazing and talented students in our school district. Yeah, so what's going on? And I'm kind of curious because, you know, Dia de los Muertos is right on the heels of Halloween. And so how those mix together but create an opportunity for conversation, Arlene? Yeah, and that's interesting. Halloween is actually my birthday. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so I do let people know that Halloween is totally different than Dia de los Muertos. Um, because for a lot of my American friends, they see Dia de los Muertos as something that is scary. And I let them know, no, it's nothing like Halloween. Again, it's to celebrate our loved ones, is to celebrate their life. Um, and, you know, at that time coming together at one point and again, just enjoying and celebrating, remembering all the great things that they did for us and, and living on through their memories. So what do you have planned with students? You mentioned that as well in the Ogden School District. There's a lot of stuff happening in Ogden, by the way, folks. And check tonight's show notes. We'll have a full schedule of events on what's happening up there in the show notes for you to check out. Not to mention my biggest exciting exciting one is the Las Cafeteras concert at the Monarch. So stick around for details. But tell us how you're working students into the conversation for the festivities, Arlene. 
Well, this is obviously the first annual uh, Dia de los Muertos that we are creating. And so, again, it was so important because in the Ogden School District, uh, 61% of the majority is Hispanic Latino. And again, part of being inclusive, being welcoming, this is a time to share those traditions, those values, those uh the culture and by incorporating their artwork and incorporating the music. Oh my gosh, we've had a, a tremendous, tremendous excitement uh, in the school district. I just literally just got some pictures of our second and third graders who drew little um, sugar skulls. And I just, it just brought tears of joy because of the connection that they have to the Dia de los Muertos and being able to share what, Dia de los Muertos means to them. So that's just part of the show. And then the other part is the music showcases. Um, one of the great things being uh, Ben Lomond Scott is we are going to have the Ben Lomond bagpipers. I don't know if you've ever heard bagpipers, but goodness. Stirs the soul, right? Yes, absolutely. And then we also have some dancers um, who will also be sharing some of their work. I know they're going to be doing a bachata dance. And so again, it's just showcasing and sharing their traditions, the cultures from these students. And I'm just so looking forward to all the incredible things that they're going to provide to us on Wednesday night. Cerilo, you sent us a great playlist. We're going to share some songs before we're done off of that and also post it on uh, in the show notes tonight. But speaking of music, part of what OFOM is bringing to the mix is this concert with Las Casas with Las Cafeteras, November 5th, 6 p.m., with the opener being Weber State University's Ballet Folklorico and Mariachi Aguilas de la Esperanza. You're with OFOM, so tell us about the music and other festivities in Ogden. Yeah, no, so um, it is a week of activities. Uh, we start off Monday the 1st um, with um, more of a craft day for kids, uh, another activity to bring in the youth so that um, they recognize the culture and, and some of the um, things that we've passed on uh, through the generations. But we will be giving out uh, skull kits to kids. Uh, we're gonna have um, Dia de los Muertos hand warmers uh, where kids can make those. Um, we're gonna have Onstage Ogden there uh, providing um, a table so that you know children can make flowers and then, um, oh, face painting. So we're gonna have a face painting tutorial. So that happens on Monday. Um, Tuesday, we're um, asking uh, folks to um, go into Ogden Contemporary Arts. Um, as you know, uh, Vida Muerte Justicia um, has been um, on exhibit since the beginning of the month and now will run through the end of next month. Um, so that's an opportunity for uh, the community to come in and look at some great um, Latino uh, artists that have brought, uh, been brought into Ogden for that. Uh, Arlene mentioned the school district event that we have Wednesday night, which we're excited about. Thursday night, we have the Ogden City Latino Film Festival. Um, we've got three short films that um, are uh, coming or that we're going to be showing. And then we've brought in um, Edward Enrique Cohen uh, from the film BB and uh, the lead actor MJ, uh, or JM, excuse me, Longoria, um, to do a QA at the end of, of the film uh, review. So we're excited about that. 
And then on Friday, of course, as you mentioned, it's the big um, event with Las Cafeteras. So we're excited about that. I did also want to mention, Laura, that part of the group, you know, as, as a group, and it's been a collective, um, a lot of work with uh, just a small number of people, uh, but uh, we're excited about our first annual um, Dia de los Muertos at the Monarch. Um, we're also incorporating a supported dreamer program. Um, and that came up because, um, as Arlene has mentioned, uh, education is very important to, um, to anybody. Um, you know, it gives us so many opportunities. Arlene has had um, tremendous opportunities, uh, both in the public and private sector. Um, I've been very blessed um, with um, the jobs that I've had in technology. Um, and it's all because of education and, and my parents did not graduate from high school. Um, they had a very limited education. So, um, you know, this, this sponsor, a dreamer program initiative is to support uh, local Latinos in Ogden uh, uh, to either go to uh, Weber State University um, or OWTC, or we know that, you know, that sort of education isn't for everybody. Um, so we're also supporting people that want to go to cosmetology school, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, with with that. So, um, you know, we've already received over twelve thousand dollars in commitments from uh, both Weber State University, uh, Ogden Weber Technical College and, and other um, businesses that have supported us uh, through this program. So what is the website where people can get more details on all the fantastic happenings for Dia de los Muertos in Ogden, November 1st through 5th? Yeah, so they can go directly to www.ofoam, that's O-F-O-A-M, dot org, um, and look under events for Dia de los Muertos, or the direct email, uh, or excuse me, the direct website is uh, www.ofoam.org events slash dia dash de dash los dash muertos. We will put a link in the show notes. Okay, and awesome. Thank you. So grateful for all the OFOM does in the community. KRCL's own Michelle Tanner, of course, part of that organization, I believe a founding member as well. So yeah. don't go anywhere because we're coming back to you for your playlist, Cedilo. And Arlene, any closing comments? But Fanny, there's so much happening in Salt Lake, too, thanks to your organization, Ares de Mexico and Utah. And there are things happening tonight, including uh, the unveiling of um, this beautiful poster. I'll put it in the show post, folks. you got to check it out. And, and, and by the way, the T-shirts for Dia de los Muertos at the Monarch, supreme, <laughs> beautiful. But Fanny, tell us what's happening here in Salt Lake for the holiday. So tonight... Uh, we are celebrating the Day of the Dead. We start the celebration with the Day of the Dead uh, by honoring uh, family members of our community. Um, this year, we are doing completely something completely different. Uh, as some of you might know, we have a project called uh, Born from Corn, where we uh, partner with Wasatch Community Gardens. This is at a community garden where we teach about the concept of milpa, the, the legacy of the American, uh, Native American foods, including corn, squash, beans, as the main elements of our diet as Mexicans. This land has been blessed uh, by our Maya sisters who come from Mexico. 
they for hundreds of years their family uh, carried this tradition to bless the land for the seeds and also for the harvest so we um, they are the ones who honor this land every year um, they just did the ceremony of the harvest uh, last uh, October 13 so this land is is sacred because it has been blessed with the natural elements that represent our Maya culture. And of course, so Utah we, used to be part of Mexico. Yes. So within that uh, piece of land that we already have in the community garden, we decided that instead of making altars, what we are doing is something much more meaningful in terms to be connected with the soil. In Mexico, it's very common to celebrate the Day of the Dead at the cemeteries. Families go directly to the cemeteries. They take that space. So we are basically creating in this piece of land, we are creating 10 um, shrines that have been offered to community members who have lost family members uh, that they never got to see again. So we have during the pandemic or in any other circumstance, we have so many people in our community that lost their parents, their grandparents, their brothers or sisters. And because of their legal status or any other reason, they have not been able to go back to their countries. So when we make this committee, we, we thought, when you have someone in your family, you honor that person and you have a place to go, right? Either the ashes or you go to the cemetery, but so many people in our community don't have that. You wait probably for the day of the death to honor those in your own home. But what if we have this space where every year these families can come to this piece of land and it's a space for serenity, for contemplation, for honoring those spirits. So that's what we are doing um, with the families and everybody is going to be able to come and see this space. It's going to be open to the public until November 3rd. However, we are not advertising this event as an, as an event. We are not advertising this as an event because we want to make sure that people understand that this is not an exhibit, but this is a space of contemplation of serenity. And we are respecting the decision of every community family, every family who is participating for a quiet time to come and see, but not as an exhibit. So we want to make sure that we don't fall into cultural appropriation, right? It's, it's, it is a space for serenity and respect. And then, um, so that is our major event. The poster that you see in the back is a poster that you're gonna see at the community garden. And this is the result of our art contest that we run every year for in the state of Utah alone with our Sor Juana poetry in Spanish. And uh, this year we are publishing our fourth book that is a compilation of all the poetry, the short stories and the art. The art that you see behind me was the first place. And it's a beautiful piece that compiles the beautiful concepts of the underworld cont contrasts as the artist describes. This, is, this artwork is by Vicente Martinez. Uh, the artwork is, as you can see, populated, uh, surrounded by flowers of different types that represent the spirits. There is a monarch butterfly in the right hand of the uh, of the god of Xochipil, which represents the spirits visiting. So 
Um, I love to hear what Franco, what Cirilo and Arlen are saying about the Festival of Monarchs, because monarchs are very representative of our culture and also the spiritual life. Cirilo uh, and uh, would you like to weigh in, the two of you, about m the symbolism of having the event at the Monarch in Ogden? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of symbolism. I mean, the Monarch means a lot. Um, not only for, um, and, you know, it's a symbol of, of uh, Dia de los Muertos, uh, but it also is a symbol of immigrations or immigrants. Um, so for us, we know that the monarch um, is attractive to um, the, um, oh my gosh, um, the marigold flower, um, which is very uh, prominent on altars and in um, cemeteries, as uh, Fanny was mentioning, um, because it's used to decorate because that's, that's the scent that uh, brings back uh, the spirits, the souls of, of our loved ones. Um, so, um, you know, because uh, the monarch butterfly um, it is attracted to the flowers, we use it as, as, as uh, a symbol. Uh, in our altars so that um, we know that our loved ones, their spirits will come back just like the monarchs uh, come and are attracted to the, the marigold flowers. Arlene, any thoughts? I think I just want to add a, a little bit different perspective. So being born and raised in Ogden, Utah, I consider myself Ogden made. Um, one thing that I feel that we have grown so much in is the diversity. Um, even 10, 15 years ago, I would never have imagined something like this happening. But I think as we've become more diverse, uh, embracing the different uh, cultures that are here in Ogden City, um, even at the Monarch, we have seen currently, uh, we had mentioned uh, life, death and justice, the museum that is now opened at the Ogden Contemporary Art uh, venue. Um, we're having Dia de los Muertos here. We're incorporating our students. I mean, it is just a community uh, feeling of, of belonging is how I see it. And so, I, again, just being born and raised here, I, I see the beauty of us all trying to get along and, and being kinder to one another and just wanting to learn and share stories and taking the time for understanding. So, Fanny, just coming back to you to wrap up on Artes de Mexico and all of the Dia de los Muertos activities going on, where can people find the information and, and plan their holiday? So you can find the information about this uh, space in our website, which is www.artesmexut.org. We are also in Facebook and Instagram under Artes de Mexico and Utah. And you can also send me an email and I'll be happy to, to connect with everyone. Uh, there is gonna be someone at the garden on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we will have a small gathering with all the families on November 2nd as well. So they are welcome to come uh, around 4.30 on the 2nd of November. We will put all that in the show notes, folks. And Fanny, thanks to you and everyone at Artes de Mexico and Utah for all you do as a nonprofit in our community to keep culture alive and to build bridges. I really appreciate it. Thank you. 
And then Arlene and Sarilo, thank you. This first annual Dia de los Muertos celebration in Ogden is so ambitious, so much fun. Ending with Las Cafeteras. We're going to play a song by Las Cafeteras. But Sarilo, you sent me this great playlist. I was going to do like a like this massive playlist, and you sent me so much. I need your help to pick a couple of songs to play. Will you um, pick a couple of your favorites and explain them for us? Yeah, no, um, of course. And Laura, can I just add that the event that we're having, the deal is with us at the Monarch event, the, the entire week, it's all free. Wow. It's gratis para la comunidad. So, including um, Las Cafeteras? Including Las Cafeteras. Okay, Con I saw them at the Arts Festival in August. Folks, <laughs> put it on your calendar now. Yep, yep. So it's absolutely free. Um, so that's, um, we, we were very fortunate to get funding locally through RAMP, um, you know, the, the state, uh, West Staff, and uh, the National Endowment for the Arts, uh, the city of Ogden as well. So it's, it's because of them that we're, this uh, is going to be a free event. So back to my playlist. Um, my favorite of that list is um, Amor Eterno which means eternal love. Um, and it just hits the soul. It hits the heart. Um, it's just one of those songs that, you know, as you're having your, your tequila Friday night and you want to hear some old, you know, classical, you know, music from Mexico, um, that's one that uh, Juan Gabriel wrote for his mother. Um, and it has so much meaning because, um, you know, even after death, uh, we never forget our loved ones, and they're always with us. So it's eternal love. Um, another one is, you know, just because of the symbolism is La Llorona, which, you know, you will find, um, you know, throughout this time. Um, and it's it's very popular and, and, again, one of my favorite ones. Well, thank you so much. And we'll be sure to post your playlist in tonight's show notes, folks. So check it out there. Arlene, any closing thoughts that you'd like to add as we wrap our panel discussion on Dia de los Muertos in the Beehive State? I was just going to say, Franco always says I'm La Llorona because I'm just crying, just <laughs> <laughs> listening to all this. Um, I, you know, thinking back and if I were to do my song, it's Las Mañanitas. And the reason why, because my birthday's coming up and something that my mom always did when we were growing up to all her nine girls that she had was she would make that day special and start the day off with Las Mañanitas. And if you listen to the lyrics, they are just so beautiful. And I never really paid attention until later on in life on how beautiful those lyrics are. So can you quote a few for us i i don't know franco you're gonna need to help me <laughs> we sing for you Ya los pajarillos cantan, la luna ya se metió. Muchísimas gracias. And that is our Dia de los Muertos panel discussion, featuring Fanny Guadalupe Blauer of Ardes de Mexico, Arlene Anderson of the Ogden School District, and part of the organizing committee for all of the great events for the first annual Dia de los Muertos celebration up in Ogden, and also joining her was Cirilo Franco of OFOM Onstage Ogden 
and Americans Coming Together for Immigrants in Ogden and Nationwide, a.k.a. Action. I'm Laura Jones. Thanks for listening to Radioactive. Be sure to check tonight's show notes for a link to all the great events and organizations we shared this evening, including Cirillo Franco's playlist for Dia de los Muertos. In fact, let's go out with a couple more songs. Handpicked by Cirillo for Dia de los Muertos, this is Juan Gabriel, a live cut of Amor Eterno on KRCL 90.9.